RadioInfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. Before we get started today, a couple of little things that I need to talk about. Frank, uh, first of all, I might be a little off today. I'm, I'm handling this very strangely. I'm not exactly sure. But my sadly, my grandma, my 94-year-old grandma passed away yesterday. Um, very sorry. Thank you. She was not really significantly ill. It was kind of sudden. So like we were expecting to see her on Thanksgiving. And then all of a sudden we got the call that she was in the ICU and it happened very quickly. And my grandma has been a mainstay in our lives forever. And so it's been we got to talk with her uh, via FaceTime the day that she um, she slipped into a coma, basically that day after we talked to her. So it was really good to be able to speak with her um before but i have to go and gladly i'm going down to florida next week for her services so tuesday i'm driving down there um we will not be able to do a show together on wednesday i don't know what you want to do and friday i'm driving back up to south carolina so wednesdays and friday show are just up in the air right now but monday we will have um steve friend uh, former FBI special agent turned whistleblower, Steve Friend, the one who blew the whistle about the January 6th investigations that are going on. Uh. Yeah, so he'll be joining us on Monday's show. Um, and it is Veterans Day today, so I wanted to thank everybody who served and tell a little story because my grandpa was one of the proudest veterans that I have ever known who served in World War II in the Navy. And he kind of brought me, he's the reason why I'm doing a lot of this today because he instilled this like very strong sense of patriotism in me and i was always at the american legion hall and writing essays and singing and all kinds of other things and meeting politicians and all that when i was a young 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 woman and grandma and grandpa are together today for veterans day in heaven a good gift for both of them yeah and like you know as like i said like i said before uh 96 years old a life well lived buonanima and um and you got to do what you got to do next week. And I, you know, one of those years, Tracy, I, I try not to bring this, these thoughts with me to too many shows. Cause I, I don't, I know everybody's got things going on, but sometimes people just got to feel like they're not alone after a year like this. Personally, I, I actually like, I'm, I'm going into the holidays with, with a feeling I don't like, and that is almost like a feeling of impending doom for per- personally to the point where i really truly i cover the elections i do news we do other things i do my show it's what i do it's what i love doing but i do not care really about the elections at all i don't care about this stuff i i feel so detached from it all right now uh it's almost like when something goes wrong you're like like there used to be a time when i was so much more um you, you probably know this, too, because you used to listen to a lot of sports radio. Yeah. You know, when something personal in your life happens and then all of a sudden things like listening to sports radio to hear uh, hear hot stove talk about who what free agents might get signed in the offseason. It becomes it's become so, so meaningless. Frivolous, yeah. So frivolous that you almost feel uncomfortable listening yeah. to it. Yeah. 
that's yeah. that's the that's the phase I'm in right now, just because of what's been going on personally. And I know people. There's a lot of people out there who are are going through that, and um, that's why talking about this stuff is important. I think from time to time. Yeah, it, it puts other things in perspective. Like as I was going through this all week, because it's been happening all week. Like it's been really hard to focus and pay attention to, you know, what I do. Um, and I've had no motivation. I've done it because it's necessary and it's very important for the future of our country. But when something happens to someone close to you very personally, you tend to prioritize things in a different way. Um, and so I understand what you're saying completely. I had a time like in 2017, 18, where I took probably two months or so off. Um, my husband had just been going through some health issues and I was like, I need to put my focus on him and you know this is what's important right now and then everything normals out and you feel like a normal person again and then you kind of go back to life but you've had a really really hard year frank it has been a hard year for you i'm i keep saying it and i'm gonna keep saying it because well it, you don't have you don't you don't, you don't have to i, I it's it, i mean there's gonna be there's gonna be harder years it's not like i'm i'm doing my penance now there's gonna be harder years they're I think a, a lot of people have lost people this year. A lot of people have had a lot of personal turmoil. So yeah, uh, yeah. As you can see, you look into the you look into the the headlines and you look at the the patterns the patterns that are forming in the headlines. Um, I I hate to say you know I had a a, a very tragic twenty three year old cousin overdose um, this year, but I lost a ninety four year old grandmother. I lost my uh, my my stepfather, fifty nine year old stepfather, and in the grand scheme of things, if all if everything works out in life, they're supposed to go before you anyway. But you look in the obviously the patterns that we're seeing in the media right now, all the parents burying children, all of the very young, virile, athletic types dropping dead on 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 sports fields and. And uh, and nobody's even allowed to speculate publicly as to why without becoming a pariah in one way or another. There's a lot of people going through very hard mm -hmm. years, mm -hmm. you know, a lot, a lot of people going through it. And uh, so. Well, one message to take from that, Frank, is cherish every single day. Spend time out in nature. Get in touch with your soul. Get in touch with God. Spend time talking to God if that's your thing. Um, and just live your life and appreciate the little things. There's something little that happens every day that you can appreciate. So that's what you should be doing. This walking, uh, walking someplace where you can get a good view of a horizon, especially if the horizon is water. Uh, water is is very psychologically um, comforting mm -hmm. for human beings uh, if to, to be able to view water and rippling and all that stuff. But if you can get out onto a boardwalk or to a nice park where there's, you know, it's flat terrain and you can see miles being able to see miles into the distance is, is a, a really great depression or, uh, you know, treatment for the blues there. There's something, something, um, a little bit more, uh, anxiety inducing, when you are limited and you're in small room or a cramped apartment and you're not leaving it, it, your entire world has been reduced to a box you, mm. you've got to i think looking off into the distance alone gives you that sense of almost possibility mm. so whenever i whenever i'm you know if i really have a rough week or something like that walks are a big part of my workout schedule too so 
Definitely do it. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about politics because there's a lot of that going on. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of it. So I wanted to do like a look at the field show, like what's going on out there right now. Obviously, Arizona is still being counted. Um, and they're, they seem to be dumping in all of these Democrat pre-election day votes early, almost as like a it's like almost like they're propagandizing everyone and doing this like mood killer where Carrie Lake is like, you know, not doing well. And Blake Masters is doing terrible. And Mark Fincham, there's just no way. It's almost like they're trying to demoralize people um, before they actually come to all the ballots that they can't do that with, which will be happening Monday, I'm assuming, because they said that they're not doing uh, they're not doing counting today because it's a holiday. And so they're not done. Wow. Uh, but I got um, yesterday, I t- touched base with someone um, who is an election judge in Maricopa County. Her name is Michelle Swinnick. And she worked as a judge, which is it's not what you think it is. It's not like, oh, OK, I'm going to adjudicate things. It's one below a supervisor at the polls. So they have like a ranking, which I have here. So here's the positions. Inspector is a team lead and judges right underneath that backup for inspector charged with the same responsibilities as an inspector assists with the check in process, supports curbside voting and use of accessible voting devices while monitoring the ballot drop off and tabulator. And the inspector is basically the one inspector, sorry, who delegates the tasks of the, everyone else, a manager, ensuring they clock in and out, provide assistance to voters, responsible for making sure each and every voter is able to cast their ballot privately and accurately. She, what she witnessed on election day was interesting. She said everything worked perfectly the night before with the tabulators, no problems whatsoever. Um, the problem started immediately and voters were like scanning and rescanning their ballots like four to 12 times with no success. The poll workers there estimated about one in 10 ballots were being read for the first three hours of voting in Maricopa County. In these one polls. in 10. One in 10. <laughs> so she says that voters were given options. They could either spoil their ballots and try again, or they could drop them into a different section called door three. And the inspector has to go in and, you know, empty those out a couple times now because there's so many people putting their ballots into door three and then they're taken and they're counted off site in another location at a counting facility right um you aren't supposed to open up door three but once because of chain of custody and all kinds of other things but they had no choice because Everybody had to put their ballots in there and so many people were being rejected that they had to put their ballots in there. So they had to empty it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to continue collecting. Then somebody came to the center, a technician, between 3 and 4, 3.30 and 4, rebooted the machines, and then all of a sudden there were no problems anymore. I, You know, when it comes to this stuff, obviously... Um, I don't know. It's the consensus among people that I, I've spoken to. It's not a like it's not across the board was that obviously there's a a strategy to releasing Democrat votes first in Arizona and Nevada 
and just making this long and everybody feeling untrustworthy about it. I mean, nobody is, is walking away from elections right now feeling like it's on the up and up. No. Uh, so that's that's number one. But um, as I said before, there is no and, and it's it's sick to watch these people go on television and say, oh, yeah, we, maybe early next week. You know, Monday is not even guaranteed. No, no. So it, I, 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 and I don't know where Tucker Carlson got it. I only got a clip because I don't actually watch their shows. I saw this clip of him saying that they had some people um, float that th- there is a chance that places like Arizona won't fully be um, sorted out until maybe a little bit after Thanksgiving, which is oh, two weeks from now. Come on. I, I I don't know if that is that it can't be the governor's race, maybe a down, some down ballot races or something like that. But this is they, this is obscene. They have cameras on these places. You know, people are scouring these cameras, watching what's going on. There's more to this story, though, by the way. Um, Michelle is saying that the county sets up this website to let them check that their vote was counted. I'm digging this out a little bit more, but she had sent me her training manual. So I'm just going to take a look through there a little bit more. But she's saying this. His roommate, her roommate was one of the first people there. Ran his ballot through 15 times. Didn't read the ballot. Forced in and dropped door three. Then she got home at about nine. Her roommate checked the website to see if the vote had been counted yet. The website said it was, which is impossible because Michelle had just put the sticker on the bag that said misreads less than an hour before that. And they would have had to get all the way to the counting center, be unfurled, organized, counted through once, and then it should have updated as per Michelle. Um... She also has been threatened by her supervisor, Frank, for speaking out, who said, if you go on any podcasts, if you talk to anybody, you're fired. Um, And he said, she said that he told her they've been scouring social media and saw some posts that she'd be going on to talk on podcasts. And then if I find out you've gone on any podcasts, I will terminate you. So How how about stop going on social media and start counting ballots? Yeah, how about you guys stop scouring social media for your PR nonsense and Jeez. start doing your jobs? Hmm? I saw this. Uh, you know, it, it just—it's uh, mind-boggling because you know, going into Tuesday, uh, going into Tuesday, especially if you're paying attention to Arizona, and Arizona is very important even for non-Arizonians. It's important for the country because you know they have a chance that now Pennsylvania will not have for maybe four to eight years. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the hell they're going to be able to do it over there in Pennsylvania ever. Because if they, now that Pennsylvania, states like Pennsylvania have apparently, uh, they're working under express permission from the Supreme Court to violate Article 2 and cut their state legislature on how they uh, adjudicate their uh, their elections. I can't. And how they award their electoral college votes. That, that you're how you going you can't overcome that Arizona with Carrie Lake has right now right now and going into election day she was ahead like five or six points she they have right now to be able to turn Arizona into Florida to yes. clean up to clean up and then take this battleground nonsense off the table because it's not a battleground state Mm-mm. it's not a blue state it's not purple mm-hmm. and 
that that's what will happen. It's it's why this is going on in Arizona. Yes, they they, they want it to seem like no, this is actually a lot closer than it is. And uh, and anything that Carrie Lake, if she if they have to give her four years in there now, anything she does is going to be an attack on democracy. And to to look at this because they're slow rolling this this morning to see Katie Hobbs at fifty point seven percent and Carrie Lake at forty nine point three. Just the fact that they allowed Katie Hobbs to sit on top of her for going on a week now is 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 an obscenity when she is a non-factor. Katie Hobbs is a non-factor. She she really is non-factor. And they've allowed her to sit on top of Carrie Lake for going on a week when all this is said and done. That, that, That is all psychological. Yeah, no, it is. That's exactly what they're doing. A hundred percent. Yes. And, you know, th- there's just looking at they're very confident and very confident and comfortable that they're going to win the four of them. Um, Blake Masters is a little bit more of a question mark, but they are pr- they are like they're all saying we won this. We They're declaring victory, which I think is brilliant, honestly, to come out and declare victory. You've got Carrie Lake. Mark Fincham, Blake Masters, and the AG there, whose name always I forget. If the four of them win, which it looks like they will based on what's left to count and what's going on here, that state is no longer in the grips of the deep state establishment to steal a presidential election. And it is a big deal. Big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal because uh, because after what just happened in Pennsylvania, uh, you you have to you have to assume that every pathway to winning a presidency is going to have to uh, be without Pennsylvania now, which is 20 electoral college votes. It's a problem. You're going to have to yeah. you're going to have to figure out you're going to have to figure out North Carolina. You're going to have to try to figure out Virginia. You're going to have to make sure that you are have to figure out Georgia. Well, I, that's all another. Yep. All got to get corrected because you're going to have to go out there and operate without Pennsylvania. I wanted to talk about Georgia, too. So I'm glad that you said that. Um So obviously we're headed towards a runoff in Georgia. The secretary of state in Georgia came out and said, we're going to have a runoff in Georgia. But now all of a sudden Warnock is picking up votes from somewhere all like, you know, randomly. They're trying to get him to 50 so that a a runoff isn't necessary. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to do that. And I've noticed a couple different things. So everybody, the text messages have picked up. Everybody's converging on Georgia to try and help Herschel Walker get out there for this runoff election that'll be December 6th in less than a month. He's got three weeks basically to campaign to get people to understand why it's so important to vote for him. The Senate will, if Blake Masters wins, we're in good shape, okay? But if he doesn't, the Senate is hinging on um, Herschel Walker. Fine. Why don't we act like this for every damn election instead of waiting for the runoff to get everybody together, working together and on the ground and ground games and door knocking and all this kind of crap? Why? Why don't the Republicans ever do this? Why? Because the establishment rhinos are too busy fighting with the grassroots to be able to galvanize them to actually get anything accomplished by design. It's a big problem. We've been talking about it for years. But um, they're all out there trying to get Herschel Walker over the finish line. It will be it will be imperative that he wins either way. So, well, yeah, OK, there's that. Um, however, Frank, I want to talk about what's going on in Trump land, I guess you could call it. 
So yesterday, Donald Trump came out with this statement about DeSantis. Did you read it? Yeah. So basically, he takes um, several paragraphs to slam Ron DeSantis. He calls him again Ron DeSanctimonious. He talks about how he would never have won. Um, he just he says all number of, of nasty negative things about Ron DeSantis and basically puts him in the same camp as Jeb Bush. And, you know, he's doing that, I think, because of what we talked about last week and what Rich had talked to you about on your show with how McCarthy, et cetera, et al. had teamed up apparently and are raising money for DeSantis to run on the Republican ticket. DeSantis can't announce that he's running on the Republican ticket if he is going to until well into next year. So Trump is basically, I think, taking this time to pound DeSantis without him being able to respond to try and make it known that or, or take him down a peg or two or three. But what he's actually doing and what everybody who's talking about anything but these midterm elections right now are doing is splintering everyone into a million different directions. There are people saying, oh, Trump can't be president again. There are people from the Trump camp saying we'll never vote for Ron DeSantis. There are people who love Trump who are just getting really frustrated and pissed off that he's doing this and are like, why? I don't know why he's doing it, only because it, it, it makes no sense to me that Ron DeSantis would win the governorship to to bail on Floridians two years early. I, I don't I don't I would be that that would be horrible. I mean, I, I honestly, they, they have, I don't know why anybody's prioritizing presidency in this state. There's nothing that's going to help the federal government. But I, Florida is an example of what what can be done by people that actually makes the union look good again. Yes. Yes. Which is which is why I, I, I just this doesn't make sense to me. Like there's no need for this. I, if you're. Day to day is constant, swampy, nasty, gross politics, right? Like Trump's is like he's being he's being, you know, um, proverbially he's being attacked from every angle all the time. He's got the federal government wanting to indict him. He's got lawsuits up the wazoo. He's constantly on the offense defending himself. He's the most attacked man on the face of God's green earth. And now he feels like his own party, the one that he's propped up and no offense to Trump has done a really he's made some bad decisions in terms of who he's endorsing, like for the kingmaker that he is in terms of what he says, he endorsed some really shitty candidates just throwing it out there. He did. Oh, I yeah, mean, absolutely. But I would also I would also push back on saying that uh, his this is his party. Uh, it, it was never it was never his party. They tolerated him. They tolerated him. He he over he overtook it. He twisted their arms into submission. They fought him every step of the way. And this is all I I, I went over this last night here too because um, the 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 media the media coordination the coordination with the thieving leftists mm -hmm. the coordination with the kept men of the GOP like Paul Ryan there is nothing there's no mystery yep. to what's going on yep. here obviously they are setting us up for a 2016 Republican Party knife fight again yeah. they want they want to make sure they're trying so hard you were part of the Tea Party uh, movement in 2014. You saw how quickly that was co-opted. <laughs> it is seven years now. They can't get 
the, the Trump stain out of the carpet. Yeah. They're trying so hard. And it, it it's just obvious because you can't blame you can't blame what's been going on with the elections on Trump like he's and, and I, I I apologize profusely last night for sounding like a cheerleader. But just like all throughout the uh, the early goings of his presidency, you can't even have the time to pay him criticisms that he deserves like everybody else, because the absurdities that are being launched at him are, are just are are just out, out of control. He was not responsible for 2000 2018 losing the house was when we first saw what what uh ballot harvesting was doing that's what that's the first time that we saw that was the ballot harvesting uh first go around big time especially in california when we lost all of reagan county and all that stuff all of those uh those seats there 2020 obviously but aside from voter ID and the ballot harvesting, there's these drop oh, so boxes. So many things. That, that, so it, many things. And now this, and now this, he's out of office for two years. Uh, over 215 of, of his endorsees made it. Only 19 didn't. Is it that many? I don't even think it's that many. No, I, that's a, he, he's he's touting two, 215 and 19 now. What, so, but, and... and Okay, I'm going to stop you for a second because I have to get some things in there before I forget what they are. Number one, everybody out there who um, there are people who are like, stop attack. I'm there's no attacking of Trump going on here. We need to be able to have a conversation about things without automatically throwing daggers at people like for 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 just discussing the field that that is going to be our downfall right there as it is. Obviously. President Trump is taking it from every which way. The whole entire establishment media has gotten together to to prop up Ron DeSantis. I'm not saying I don't like Ron DeSantis or that Ron DeSantis has done anything wrong. There's clearly some kind of a propaganda campaign going on here, right? Also, um, you know, I had a point and I forgot it. I have to start writing crap down because I, I you, you were saying something and it flagged me to say something and I forget what it is now. Um, Right now is not the time for us to be doing this, is my point. Like, right now is not that we don't even have election results finished yet, Frank. And people like I'm surprised to see how quickly some, quote, influencers are just flipping their asses and saying Trump can't be president again. Like, we're not even anywhere near the chance. We're not even we don't even know what the field looks like yet. Clearly, why would you go attacking somebody who not for nothing is responsible for you being where you are? Like, that's just gross to me. Like, you can disagree and think that we need to go in another direction and not do it this way. If you're you're ignoring all the variables and if you're ignoring the timeline from 2018 until 2022, if you're ignoring all those variables and you're just the day after an election, which has been so destroyed by corruption that uh, that we're going to be waiting for weeks still to really know what uh, the Congress is going to look like in January. Um, and, and the first thing that suspiciously everybody in the media and the Republican Party, uh, the, the upper echelon, the power brokers in the Republican Party, and all, the suspiciously the only thing that people can can agree on is within hours. But <laughs> pe- they, they can't they can't count the votes, but they can all agree <laughs> within hours that Donald Trump has to go, even though he hasn't <laughs> he hasn't been around for two years. That you you know that this is just a, a railroad job 
psychological operation again. Yeah. And, and you know, everybody has to understand something, too. We, those of us here, the ones who are having this conversation, you guys out there in the chat, you guys who are on socials every single day researching, you're an anomaly. You're a very small but active and vocal and important minority in the grander scheme of, of people, right? So, so there are everyday Americans walking around out there who have a fraction of the knowledge and understanding that you have about this stuff. They're voters too, not just those of us who are cheerleaders out here because we know what the hell is going on, right? So if, if we're sitting here fighting among each other over the tiniest of little, like everybody just watch what's happening. There's no need to stake flags in the ground. Let's pay attention to the elections that are still going on. Let these guys, like Ron DeSantis is absolutely not going to come out and say anything in response to this. President Trump is likely going to continue to bash Ron DeSantis every chance he gets up until Ron DeSantis decides to announce or not announce. And if he decides not to announce, then he just trashed the country's best governor for this one, this six one I'm talking months about. for no why, reason. <laughs> why, if you're, if you're Donald Trump, if you're responding to this, knowing if it had everything to do with what Rich Barris had said and was coming out about that, that Ron DeSantis, whether he denied it or not, whether he handled the question as to whether or not this was really uh, happening behind the scenes, um, regardless of how he handled the question, if what is true here, what Rich was saying, then you have Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy types that are trying to recruit Ron DeSantis against Trump. Not the other way around. Well, yeah. Why would you? I mean, who knows what he may be considering Ron DeSantis, which I I, again, I don't know why he even ran for governor if he's going to bail on everybody after two years. Yep. Um, With the way that they cleaned up Florida, I think any Republican would have won over Charlie Crist. So he didn't even have to run. Uh, So my, my question here is why, if you're Trump, He's done a lot of things public relations wise that made me scratch my head that I saw no value in. Mm-hmm. And people people say, oh, you have to just trust him. No, I don't no. trust anybody. No, th- I don't trust anybody. We got to stop that. We got to stop. Why? That. Why not go after the plotters? Why not go after uh, 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 McCarthy and McConnell and everything for trying to ruin a good relationship? Why not take that approach? They're trying to drive a wedge in between me and a guy that have had great relationships. Hey. Look at what happened in Florida, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, w- why this approach? I don't know, because you're burning bridges. It's going he's going so hard. I, so I don't understand. I said in the pre-show that what what I would be doing and, and everyone's like, well, who the hell are you? I'm somebody with over 20 years experience in politics. That's who I am. So I'm going to explain to you what I'd be doing. I would be buddying up to Ron DeSantis and saying how great of a job he's doing because he is. I would be saying, I helped him get elected. I'm so glad I did. Look at what he's done for Florida. He's an amazing guy. Dear friend of mine, let's go campaign together. Kudos, Ron DeSantis. You're fantastic, wonderful. And then if he decided to announce, say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing this. Like we were on the same page. Why would you do this? And then like argue oh, on pop. the gloves are off. Right, then exactly. The are off. Right, and, and you don't look like too, mo- you don't, you don't risk the chance of pissing a quarter to a half of your hardcore base off. A lot of them are. You can pretend that's not true, but I'm telling you, hardcore Trump supporters and hardcore dissented people who live in Florida, particularly, particularly, which is a very important state, are 
furious at President Trump for doing this for seemingly no reason. And you can't just always say he has a plan. Trust him. He knows what he's doing because if he has a plan, that's great. But what he's doing in the short term doesn't help. It doesn't help anybody. Like, why would you champion the fact that somebody that you that didn't like we need every seat in the House right now that we can get. Why would you be like, oh, he lost because he's a bad candidate, but the Democrat won, and it looks like you're happy the Democrat won because you didn't endorse this guy because he was a bad Is a Democrat better? What's the goal there? You know? I know. And if, and if DeSantis is going to uh, figuratively knife Trump in the back and, and actually go out there and, and be a part of a really ridiculous primary because there's nobody that the, the Trump is at the end of his political viability. He's up there in age. He's in he the gets twilight one more of shot. his life. He gets he's one got more one shot. more shot. He's in the, up the twilight of his life in general. He's he's going he's going to be 80 soon. So, you know, I, I don't I, I don't understand why somebody like DeSantis would would do that. Um, but if he does, let him do it first. Yeah, let, I, just let don't, him do, I, know. I don't get the, the, the preemptive. You say, oh, no, he probably knows something we don't. I don't care if he knows that the knives are coming out. Then you have to act cool until then. I, I, I don't understand the preemptive nature of of the um, of the haymakers that I, are being thrown right now. I don't understand it on the other side either. So that's the thing. I don't understand the people that are, quote, supposedly influencers coming out and saying, well, Trump's his time's come. That's enough for him. Blah, blah, blah. Like they're they're either being paid or they're just overly emotional twats. Yeah. Uh, Seriously. Over like I saw that Cernovich guy was crisis tweeting all night and into the early morning on election night, how this was all Trump's fault. And I'm just like. But I don't I mean, he, he's made bad endorsements over the years. We've all talked about them, that the Oz thing was a head scratcher, obviously. But until you clean up, until you actually clean up all of those really filthy variables in Pennsylvania, how do you even know how badly Oz lost? Well, I, I mean, seriously, how do you even know how bad? we can't even assess what went wrong until until the, the damage that 2020 did is cleaned up. And they're not even thinking about a couple different things. Number one, they're not thinking about what their voices against Oz did for the base, right? For for months, they were pounding against Oz. Rightfully so, in my opinion. He was a terrible candidate. Just terrible. But he was much better than Fetterman was. And if you're in Pennsylvania, you got to hold your nose at that point that he won the primary. You had your chance in the primary to get rid of this dude and have someone else go in there and it didn't happen. So now you got to vote for him. You just have to in this in this thing. The other thing that nobody's thinking about is this. Right now, there's this like internal war and struggle for the speaker position. It's not a blanket McCarthy vote. And what is appearing to be happening is that McCarthy may need to get Democrats to vote for him to be speaker of the house if he does that he's done no matter what he says to anybody it's not going to matter so so all of this oh he's teaming up with mcconnell and 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 ryan and they're 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 obviously not in the position that everybody's assigning them because they might not even pull out speakership well again look at the help that they're getting from democrats in the media from uh, uh, from what else? Uh, not just the media, but the other party. That everybody has the, all divisions of the company has come together to attack Trump right now. Yep. Which is why I wish I wish Trump would just attack them. 
along with there's a great many people pointing this out, by the way. And I think that it's not lost on the people uh, that we're, we're experiencing another psyop that's that's being rolled out on us in preparation for the primary season late next year. That when it really kicks off into into gear. But um, but but that's just all I my my thoughts are with with Ron DeSantis. If he is good because Ron DeSantis has not been perfect. He signed a lot of very weird free speech laws. He signed some medical tyranny laws into th- that people in Florida do not forget about. But he's done a whole world of good that has shown has shown uh, has actually launched Florida into a uh, a place of of prosperity. And so you, you can't take any of that away from him. But if he's going to backstab you. Let him do it first. That's all I say. Yeah. And, and and you can point your guns, point your cannons at the people who have already launched an obvious and ridiculous campaign against you. That That's what I would do. Go after the Paul Ryans and everybody who has been trying to push his message out there about Trump, Trump being a drag on the ticket when he the, the Democrats would love to this day, love to have a Donald Trump. They, they had Katie Turr just suggested that Quasimodo should be president, you know, and, and, and like you, you're telling me they're not desperate for a Trump and, and Paul Ryan has a Trump, but he's trying to throw him away for Glenn Youngkin. Yeah. Who? Yeah. So no, it, nobody. No, yeah. I mean, first of all, patience continue. Everything that Frank just said is, is absolutely true. We have no idea what's going on. The infighting going on right now, even in higher, like at higher levels, just is like having me scratch my head. Like, all right, come on. Just enough from everyone like then somebody said I'm going to play this clip from Anna Navarro because I think it's really funny but somebody said that um that we should have the military come in and do audits in Arizona and Pennsylvania and blow and I said absolutely freaking do you trust the mil? do you trust the federal government you want the federal government to come in and militarize our elections like Brazil you know they'll they'll, they'll, they'll have a bunch of Peter Strzok's dressing up in camouflage yep I mean, yep. it's not even like they're going to send in the good old boys from Alabama who love the country. I, you don't, you won't even know if they're actually army. They, they could just be CIA in, in, in fatigues. Yeah. It, I, it's, it's The military is not the only way. Stop saying that. Stop. It, it, it's scary. CISA has designated your thoughts critical infrastructure. You want them working with the military to audit the votes in Arizona? Like, they wouldn't even let us do an audit in Arizona. And when we did and we found ridiculous amounts of fraud, they told us that we were crazy and election deniers and we were using baseless conspiracy. Somebody just asked if I was back on Twitter. And I don't I don't think so, but I'll check. Who knows? Stranger things have happened. Am I back? What do you mean? Can I make a tweet? Testing. Nope. I'm not back on Twitter. All right. Here we go. Anna Navarro. <sighs> yeah, I told you he was going to win bigly. Mm-hmm. But listen, Ron DeSantis barely won in 2018 by 35,000 votes by the skin of his teeth against a black progressive little known male. Drug addict. Sorry. Crackhead. <laughs> Meth head. Throwing up all over himself in a, in a, in a motel room. Mm-hmm. Here we go. From Tallahassee, Florida. It didn't. To, yesterday, he won by 20 percentage points. Why? Because he gamed the system. 
because he turned Florida into an unlevel playing field. Oh. They changed election laws, making it harder to vote by mail. They paraded uh, a bunch of people, black people, that they arrested for uh, voting fraud and paraded them in front of national media. He created an election police. He, he also- should have been very quietly arrested, of course, for committing crimes. <laughs> They should have they should have been out of respect for their skin color. They should have been very quietly arrested for the crimes they committed. He she's something else, man. Somebody and her chins. um, Frank, we have a request from the chat. What? We would like for you to do a McConnell impersonation. Oh, you can't ask for impersonations. Um, Brian Frank says, give this to Frank. He makes the show bearable. I remember Brian Frank. I remember him. Don't you know, gotta do that, Brian. You know what, Frank? I'm gonna take that dollar that he has given us in our super chats and send it to make a wish. I'm gonna send yeah, I'm gonna donate it out to somewhere else more deserving of a mean person's dollar. And also you have your own show, so he doesn't even have to be here. Like, let's if you it, don't want to see me, keep it nice. Let's be nice. You don't have be to nice. be here. Um, anyway, so let's see what else do I have? Oh, Nevada. So now Nevada, they're still counting in Nevada. Um, and they are they found like a bulk of like 4000 rural votes that are going to help Lux- Laxalt. I think that's how you say his name, Laxalt. Um, I think we've we've wrapped up Nevada. That's another state, Frank, that was we took the governorship and now we've got a senator coming out of. So every every time somebody starts whining about um, how poorly we did this midterm, yes, we have a ton of issues we need to fix in Pennsylvania, obviously Michigan, obviously Arizona is still eh, but we are we we're going to take the house. Looks like Bobert's going to win. We picked up some seats in New York we weren't expecting. We picked up some seats in California we weren't expecting. Um, yeah, I know. So I, I, I know. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Um, I, I don't look at this as, oh, wow. Oh, our internal barometer, um, our internal barometer is is off here. What what we see and feel and what the trends in 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 inaccurate polling was telling us leading up to the election, it was off. We were wrong about reality. That's never the case. It was always what is going to be able to be expressed in the on the actual election event because you can't even call it a night anymore. And, and the variables for us to let, list, list those out, we can go on forever. So you can't even, like I said, with Pennsylvania, you you don't even know how to diagnose the problem. I know you and I were talking with uh, in, a, in a text message yesterday about Pennsylvania. Uh, people say, well, you know, the real problem is Pennsylvania had 1.3 million less people come out to vote after 2020. And, uh, and other people, well, the real problem is that uh, so-and-so. The real We have problem, no idea what the problem is right now in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. The real problem is that Oz is a, is a weak candidate. The real problem is that the the Republican, um, uh, you know, uh, the big, big cheeses and the endorsers, they are all splitting their allegiances among people. And the real problem, you don't know. You can't really even diagnose this because there is so much standing in your way from getting an accurate look at what people are actually voting for. You can't even know that. So to say, oh, the red tsunami didn't happen. Well, you know what? If the rest of the country were Guam and Florida, it would have. The problem is this, too, is that 
there was never supposed to be a red tsunami. That came out at the very end. People were saying there's no, like, it's, it's going to be this huge red wave. We're going to pick up 30, 60, 80 seats. That was never, never what, what, was, what was forecast. Like, never. And somebody started that, and then it just kind of took off from there. And everybody got disappointed when it didn't happen. Who, there, never, never throughout the entire midterm season did anybody say we'd have 56 senators. And all of a sudden, people are pissed off that there's a, a neck of wire kind of walking. We always thought that that was going to happen. Like somebody came in and, and and threw a wrench in to get everybody all messed, saying that we were going to pick up all these Senate seats that that we never we knew we weren't going to pick up. We knew it. Like I don't know, whatever. But it, but you know, but to your point before about when we were talking about governorships and and all of that stuff, I, I was I had a little exchange with somebody on. Twitter yesterday because I, I, I simply said I, I didn't I didn't know where everybody was getting their confidence about what was going on in Cal in, in Arizona uh, with Carrie Lake because un, until she is sworn in, knowing that they do not want they want Arizona to be in play for them whatever Florida is no longer in play they're going to invest less and less money into Florida not because it's it's an unfair playing field like Anna Navarro and her chins said. It's it's not because of an unfair playing field. It's because it's actually it's actually uh, a fair playing field. Yeah. You know, yeah. you if you go to vote, you should prove who you are. There's nothing wrong with that. This mail in stuff is ridiculous. You, you know, you know, only now in the United in, in the United States and right now do we have this oxymoronic thing. I saw the headline coming out of of uh of Arizona yesterday, I almost choked that they had found that that guy that was on CNN said that they had about 400,000 more votes to 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 uh, count they had. But after that, I saw an additional headline that they had found anywhere from 100,000 to 170,000. Listen to this late early votes. Oh, so that 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 what they people mailed them late. Is that what they're saying? Late. Think about the oxymoron, the oxymoronic nature of a late early vote. Only now do we have things like this because they think that it's equitable to put fucking nine nineteen to put to put. It's Friday, so it's fine. Drop boxes all over the place. Just, just, just like you know when you go into town, they put a special little. uh, They they put a special little. mailbox for children to write letters to santa yes yeah that's exactly what they have created for united states elections i promise you before long we're going to be text messaging in our votes votes. people are going to be sending dick pics for votes (laughs) it's all going it's all going to count soon and and if and if you don't do that anna navarro is going to think that you the playing field's not level but anyway somebody said i have confidence in carrie lake getting over but Blake Masters might get get deprived of winning somehow, and it's all about control of the Senate. I, I understand that the Senate is is important for people, but as long as the Congress is split, the stalemate was always going to be because you don't have the presidency. So that's one thing. My problem here is if a good governor does not get in and clean stuff up in a place like Arizona, that compromises many years of yep. being able to send legitimate representatives to Congress, not just Blake Masters. That's many years of legitimate representatives in the House 
and the Senate. So you need to clean up. Like I'm saying, this is all about state elections. The federal government just don't even think about it. You want state legislatures. You want to see that flushed out. Frank, um, it's saying here that Representative Paul Gosar in Arizona had 100% of the votes in changed since 2020. In 2020, Trump won this district by 25.8%. The swing from 2020 president to 2022 House is R plus 74.2%. So far, votes counted are 41.8% of the 2020 presidential vote. This can't be wrong. This can't be right. Wait, 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 wait. They're, four, they're 40, 41% it's, it's, is in and he's 100% up? It's showing literally zero votes for the Democrat. Like, zero. That just has to be some kind of an API bug or something. That has to be. Well, then it, this it, it thing must, is wrong. And no, I mean, that's like legit. It's different elsewhere. It's got to be a bug. That's a problem. Weird. All right. Where, where are you? Where is this being populated? Cook Political. It, it's got to be a, bl- a bug on Cook Political's end. If it's their poll, if it's their ta- uh, if it's their um, tabulator, it has to be a bug. Yeah, on Yeah, I mean, let me zoom in a little bit here, just because. It's impossible. I know. Oh. oh goodness! I think that's it for today, Frank. We're going to go a little early. Yeah, well, I think we did some good heavy lifting. It's all nice. Yeah. And um... again, I'm, I'm very sorry for you and your family. And I send my best to everybody. For I your will. Loss. I will. Give me just give me one second. I want to I want to. This is bothering me. No, that's they're not. Uh, hold on. House. I mean, yes, it's showing it on this map, too. Arizona's 9th District, Representative Paul Gosar, 157,255 votes, 2-0. Was he the only one on the ballot? Maybe he was only on the only one on the ballot there. Because the only other choice is write-ins. So it had to have been only him on the ballot. Is that possible? I don't know. We're going to have to check. I have to check this out. Paul Gosar ran unopposed? I mean, it looks that way. Yeah. It looks that way. It had to have been that he ran on a post. It had to have been. Can someone tell me? Does anyone know out there in the chat real quick before we go? Did Paul Gosar run on a post? Um, I'm asking. I guess Paul Gosar on a post. It's the only thing that would. Paul Gosar opposed unopposed on the ballot. All right. Oh. Well. Then that makes oh, a lot yeah. of sense. I I, right. I can't okay. imagine that a, a rep in, in Arizona was running unopposed. He's a, so he's a he's a Republican. Yeah, Paul Gosar. Yeah, Very wow, strong an unopposed Republican. Republican. Arizona's ninth district. This was two days ago. AZ Central unopposed on the ballot, reelected in ninth district. So wow. Okay, well, yeah, that does make sense. It's not a glitch. No, and there are zero write-in votes, which is just indicative of how strong of a candidate he really is because somebody inevitably always says, uh, you know, my hamster or like <laughs> or like Robert plant. Barnes or like <laughs> something. Anyway, you have been watching and listening to the Dark Delight podcast with 
Thank you, Val, on the drums and... Beans! You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Just a note again, guys, we will be here Monday. I will not be here Wednesday and Friday. Um, Monday, we will have former FBI Special Agent Stephen Friend on the show. Hope to join us, and we will see you back here on Monday. Later.